Welcome to Cryptids of the Corn. Each week, Justin and Jay take a look at a topic in the crypto and paranormal world. They focus on the Midwest and Appalachia of the U.S., but sometimes they venture out. With everything from well-known monster sightings to one-off cryptids, live person interviews to actual fieldwork sneaking in some science lessons, there's sure to be something you'll enjoy. Please join us this episode of Cryptids of the Corn. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Cryptids of the Corn podcast. Oh. I am the great and powerful Mr. E. I am non-GMO J. And together, we're going to talk about part two, cattle mutilations, electric boogaloo. <laughs> yeah, okay. Good good ad there. I, I've, yeah, I've used that joke before, I think. Okay. I think it was, I think Mothman. Oh, yeah, you might have. Is that our only other two-parter? I don't think so. What other two-parter do we have? I don't know. My brain is scrambled thinking about it. So we left off with basically def- you know, defining cattle mutilations, and we went through a whole bunch of global cases that have, of the history of cattle mutilations and recent years in cattle mutilations. So if you haven't seen part one yet, or listened to part one. Make sure you do that first. Yes. But literally tens of thousands of of U.S. cattle mutilations, plus Australia, plus Africa, plus, you know, South Central America. America Central America, South America. England. We it's, did the England one. It's worldwide phenomena. Worldwide phenomena. And that's, and like we covered in part one, only 10% pop, potentially. That was, that was reported. The, the FBI's estimation. Right. That's nuts. Mm-hmm. So here comes part two. So we're going to talk about a place. We're only going to say the name once in a cryptic way because of who they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, so please try to figure out which ranch we are talking about. But it is involves a skin. And Walker, Texas Ranger. So skin. Walker, Texas Ranger. But it's not in Texas. Or a ranger. Just omit that. And there you go. And not a, and I, and yeah, not a ranger. And we will mention no no further of the name, but now you know what we're talking. But at this ranch, uh, has a long history of cattle mutilations. So we're getting back into, I still have a couple more cattle mutilations before we get into the big questions around cattle mutilations. So this ranch had tons and tons of mutilations, a lot happening like right next to people. Um, uh, yes, right well, next to people and right next to uh, views of camera. Yeah. So we're going to talk about the really big famous one. Uh, the the one that's the most impressive is the calf incident. Mm-hmm. So basically, on this early morning, this group of ranchers, husband and wife, were tagging cattle, newborn calves. They'd been born over the last couple of days in the winter, and they had to put their ear tags in for legal reasons to help identify, to keep up on vaccines, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, it's basically more for legal reasons and identification. Mm-hmm. So they have one that's right near the homestead with her mom. They tag her, put the big yellow ear tag in her ear, and they walk uh, just to the other side of the pasture. The whole time, they can see the mom and the calf while they're dealing with this other mom and calf. And they're only gone for about 45 minutes. It takes a little bit. You got to clean the site and re-clean it after you you know pierce the ear and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Then they hear a commotion. They turn around, and they can see the mom just running back and forth between the fence and where her, where her baby is. Just going ballistic. 
So they walk over. They find the calf completely eviscerated. Mm-hmm. Just fur and flesh on the head and the bottom of the legs. Yep. And bones everywhere else. Bones with a little bit of viscera in between. And not like broken bones. No. A femur had been completely removed from the jo- or the socket and thrown, uh, you know, probably 20 feet away. Mm-hmm. And it was instantly, it was cleaned uh, in, in plain sight. It was, it's, it's incredible. They get people out there, um, an organization that starts with N and ends with IDS, uh, comes out and checks it out. We can say the letters, right? Can I say it? Yeah. N-I-D-S. In some order, whatever order you want to put them in. That, that was a random order. Oh, okay. I don't think, I think we can say letters. I don't know. <laughs> uh... So basically, they come out and they find micro metals in the inc- in the basically incisions. It looks like most of it was done with a machete, is what they their best estimates could be, mm-hmm. and the rest was done with a scalpel, including the ear and the eye being removed. Like one of the ears with the ear tag, the other ear was fine. The one with the ear tag was completely just removed cut off. Yes, very clean cut right at the base of the ear, just gone. It's very odd, and this there hundreds have happened. Mm-hmm. This, anybody that knows this ranch or watched any of the documentaries associated with this ranch mm-hmm. knows that it is not shy for mutilations. But this is the one we picked out of it because it was just in plain sight of the ranchers. It was right there. They didn't see anything. So the weird thing is mom was limping. Mom had a hurt leg. Mm-hmm. Mom was panicking. Mm-hmm. Anybody that's ever dealt with a calf in a mom, mom is 1,700 pounds. She Mom's will, the size of a of a Ford Taurus. She will stampede you. If you, it's very hard for ranchers, trusted ranchers, to tag the calf. It takes a lot of work. Yeah, that's why it takes like forty five minutes per calf. Mm. Because one has to calm mom down the whole time, and these are you know people that are associated with food, the trusted. Con- yeah, constantly Let around. Alone, them. A, a stranger with a machete chopping a baby up. <laughs> right. Exactly. Okay. If it was a person, they'd be dead. Yeah. Or mom would be dead. Right, or you'd have to shoot the cow, or at least stabbed with a machete. No, I'm talking about mom. Right, yeah. I mean, you have to do something with it. You could not hit her with a machete and kill her before she kills you. Right, yeah. I mean, there would be a there would be something, a sign of and something. This is within plain view. Yeah. Of the ranchers. Right, yeah, right, right down the pasture. From but them. she is limping, and they couldn't find any wounds on her. They mm-hmm. don't know why she was limping. It's probably a pulled muscle or a strained tendon. Yeah, because if you're freaking out running like that yeah. out of nowhere, or she kicking, or that too, yeah. Mm-hmm. Cow's got a heck of a kick. Oh, I don't want to be kicked by a cow or a horse. I've been kicked by a horse, square in the chest. I flew oh. against the barn. Oh, I had to hurt. It sucked. I bet. I bet. It sucked. Hope you did, Mayflower. <laughs> it's like when you punch a Dover demon. Uh, yeah, basically. <laughs> that horse was evil. <laughs> it tried to kill my dad. Oh my gosh. I don't know why UFO couldn't take that thing. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's not. It's always the good ones. <laughs> Oh, man. But, yeah, so this is a very, very weird case from a very, very weird area. Mm-hmm. This area is also a part of the Uinta Basin. Uh, the Uinta Basin is not uh, not shy to cattle mutilations. Or any, anything. Anything in general, right? <laughs> anything. Yes. Cryptids, UFOs, Paranormal, ghosts, yeah, all of it. Bigfoot, it doesn't matter. If it exists, it's in the Uinta Basin. Yes. There's a frogman out there. I believe it. There's all, I mean, do we want to talk about the two... the Native American tribes that just didn't live there? 
Yeah, so this whole area is avoided by the Native Americans. Like, they have one group on one side of it, and one group on the other side, and nothing in they this They were not fighting over this area in the ever. Middle. No, they both stayed out of it for good reasons. And, and a cat mutilation like the one you just heard is one of those reasons. Things like this happened a lot and throughout history. It's very weird. But this one just, it just, it always bugs me because it was right there. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like, the people were right there. Like, you think... Whatever phenomena destroyed this calf surgically. And no time, one, Could and, do it to you. Yes. Oh, absolutely. And how could you not see it? Because it, whatever it is has to be big, you know, to control a cow. Whether it's, you know, a calf's no or small... Or just keep pushing mom off. That, too. Yeah, it has to... It can't be some, like... And the cow was a brand new... A newborn, so the calf it wouldn't be hard to okay. do this to. The but, calf was, like... 30 pounds. Oh, okay. Okay, gotcha. I thought it looked a little bigger in the video we saw. Oh, no, actually, no, it was 78 pounds. It was 78 pounds because they just weighed it. Okay. And they said that 53 pounds of matter had been removed from it. Oh, my gosh. So it was left with almost, yeah. There's just a nothing. head and bones. Yeah, it's like its spine was there, its feet were there. All the bones except the, the, the femur, the femur was... was removed and thrown oh, like over. Yeah. That's no nuts. gnaw marks, no, no knife marks on the bones. Everything was just... It was clean almost, cut. Yeah, clean cut and almost like it was like... And no blood. No blood. Not one drop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you try to destroy an animal like that, not leave any blood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not happening. Mm-mm. So this is an extraordinary example. Mm-hmm. We're going to jump over to Africa now to an ancient legend. So you were asking earlier about old, old legends. Mm-hmm. And I got this one from Chaz of the Dead in his interview on Inquiries of Our Reality by our good buddy, Shane. Ooh, shout out to Shane and Inquiries of Reality. Yep. And shout out to Chaz of the Dead. Uh, We're going to try to get him on the show eventually. Oh, all right. Uh, But we're going to talk about the ghost of the Kalahari. Okay. So once again with this SW Ranch we just talked about, orbs of lights that eviscerated animals. Mm. So there's this legend with the ghost of Kalahari being these orbs that most of the natives were like, yeah, don't go near and they, the white settlers or the white conquerors were like, well, why? Right. You know, they're like, don't go near them. But a couple, the people that did go near them said this ball of light would transform into a long snake-like being that was flying with like cobra flaps going down its body. Mm. And it would fly around and it had smoke shooting out of its nose. And when you disturbed it, it reacted very violently and it would drink all the blood out of all the cattle in the area. Interesting. So a flying serpent almost. But it was it was balled up when it was flying around. It would only turn into this thing when you got too close to it. Oh, okay. As so it, like as in if like retaliation. So it was like a ball of energy almost up there. And then when you got too close it Or it was just balled up. Okay. Okay. Either way. It Either matter. way. It's just glowing. Yeah, so glowing ball. So the orbs at SW Ranch with the original inhabitants uh, would do this, would float around, wouldn't bother anybody on the ranch until the farmer let the dogs out to attack it. He then turned the dogs inside out with no blood. Mm. They, the, when he, the farmer found them the next morning, they were smoking piles of meat. Still smoking? Yeah. Dang, that's so it happened the night before in the morning. Yeah. He found them still smoking. That's weird. So this, this flying cobra often leaves scorch marks too on the ground whenever it's around. Mm. When it transforms into the cobra-like thing, yeah. So it's, I'm. Is there any parallels to the Quetzalcoatl from South America? 
See, I I thought of the flying snake thing, and I don't think so. There's other flying snakes. Yeah. But nothing dealing with this blood and not glowing. Well, remember, I forget, who, who worshipped Quetzalcoatl? Was it the Aztecs or the was Aztecs. it older? No, the Aztecs were first. No, wait, the Inca were first. Well, whoever built that in their temples, you know. Inca, Maya, Aztec. The, the one big step pyramid is for Quetzalcoatl. Mm-hmm. And when it ri- when the sun rises on like the spring equinox. I think the Inca. Okay. Well, I wonder what if it's what if they were worshiping something like this? You know, what if it was a being like this? Wouldn't that be nuts? Could be. I think flying snakes may be something close but a little different. Yeah. Because they're seen during the day. They're seen to have colors. And... Well, they call them the feathered plume serpent or something. Yeah. The rainbow serpent. Yeah, things the like rainbow that. serpent is from Australia. Mm, okay. Which is another thing. I think that's a similar but unrelated phenomena. Yeah. Specifically, I think this is something different. This is bioluminescent. This is a very but, aggressive. And they also, but they, uh, you know, they worshipped this thing, and I think they made sacrifices to it. They made sacrifices to like a lot of stuff. Blood so sacrifices. They did to a lot of stuff. Yeah. What so if these big, big um, pyramids were actually just like big altars for the like offering things? They Ooh. could be, but I don't think so. I mean, never know. I think they know. just like killing people. Well, maybe there's a reason why. So they didn't kill them. It kind of like the we just did a talked about. Well, it's going to be on Patreon, but maybe a future episode. The, the living plants, you know, mm-hmm. you know, they people they like blood. Yeah, yeah, and they like, uh, and people will offer up their own. Well, that was for something else. Yeah, but you never know. It might be some something similar like going on here. Like instead of a plant, it's this flying snake thing that will get you. Might as well take advantage of it, offer someone up, and then get the rewards too. I guess rewards in quotes. So you have this thing that's very, very similar to the things we see on SW Ranch, but mm-hmm. ancient legends of it. Yeah. Uh, and people actually getting to see what's inside the ball of light. Yeah. Actually, eyewitness like description. But it doesn't turn into this thing until it's interfered with. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Like you're unlocking like, well, all no, right. I think either defense or retaliation. Yeah. Yeah. You're unlocking that reaction from mm-hmm. it. Hmm. Interesting. So this is the ghost of the Kalahari in Africa. In the 1600s, you said? I think earlier. Oh, geez. Okay. Oh, that's interesting. So now we're going to have our fun questionnaire part before we get into what this could be. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you these questions, and I want you to give me... I'll, I'll read the information I have, and then I want you to tell me your answer before I give you mine. Okay. So why tongues, livers, intestines, genitals, and glands, as in... Like the like uh, lymph nodes and stuff like that. And um, I'll give you a little information about each of these. So livers provide more RDI for vitamins, or so recommended daily uh, value, mm. or recommended daily ingestion. Uh, vitamin B12, vitamin A, ritaval, and copper. They are also rich in essential nutrients such as fluorite, iron, and chlorine, or chloride. Uh, tongues are full of calcium, phosphorus, mag- or magnesium sulfur, potassium, sodium, and chloride. They, we also need these trace amount of minerals and similar amounts, less blah, blah, blah. But some trace minerals are iron, iodine, zinc, fluoride, selenium, copper, chromium, magnesium, and mulberium. Intestines are rich in calcium, copper, iron, magnesium, magnesia, potassium, phosphorus, selenium, and zinc. Genitals and glands are rich in hormones and similar minerals to the other organs. Blood is rich in iron and plasma. The two 
major reoccurring elements are zinc and iron. Hmm. Don't, when you mix those two, like in water, or then put like a charge to it, then something weird happen. Like, Not, can't, can't you plate things with zinc and stuff like by doing that? Yeah, you can plate stuff with zinc, but I don't know about iron in particular. There's nothing special about those two being together. I'm just saying those are the two elements that most common are across all of the board. Mm-hmm. Well, I would say my guess would be for the nutrient value of those things. But I was my first initial thing was the hormonal thing, like hormones. I don't know if that's like harvesting hormones. I mean, I don't, who knows what that could be used for? But if like it's another creature, it might require those hormones or something, or it just likes them or feeds off them. That's that was my guess. It's eating. It's eating. It's feeding off these hormones and these nutrients it needs. So that's one thing. Uh, if you want to go the organic route like that, mm-hmm. zinc is used for sunscreen. Mm-hmm. Uh, zinc is used in our skin to repel solar radiation and solar rays. Mm-hmm. Uh, iron may be very poor in the upper atmosphere going for those type of angles. Mm-hmm. So that may be why when they come down here, they're targeting that. Right. They need it. Uh, but also hormones are across the board. Weird, weird earth minerals, weird organic compounds. But yeah, so I'm going with, I, I don't know what I'm going with on this one because <laughs> it's just, there are, there are similarities, but they're vastly different. And let's say this is government or this is UFO. There is easier ways to get every one of these compounds, except maybe the hormones. Yeah, definitely the hormones. But, but ma- if you're government, there's easier ways to get the hormones, not if you're extraterrestrial. Like what? Like how so? You can buy them at rendering plants. Oh, you can just get the hormones. Yeah, you can buy the hormone. It's mm. a lot easier than going out and weirdly mutilating a whole bunch of cattle. It's very probably difficult to do. Hmm. I'm trying to in my head. I'm trying to figure out a reason why you'd spend yeah. millions more dollars than doing this because you have to do it secretly. You have to do it silently, and you have to do it quick and efficiently. Or you could just go to the rendering plant and buy them by the barrel. See, but then they'd know. Oh, no, they wouldn't. That you're being... Everything they buy is off the record. Well, that's true, but somebody would know at least. Yeah, and they'd shoot that guy. <laughs> but then they couldn't buy it anymore. Then they'd buy another one. The government buys plutonium without yeah. people knowing. Yeah. So, so it's not cattle hormones? Yeah, true. Nah, it doesn't make sense, does it? No. Unless they just like it. Unless it's like but, they're honing a craft, you know, like they're honing a yeah, skill. That's a different thing. Yeah. But that's not why they're collecting anything specific then. They're just collecting things. Yeah. Well, maybe they still need it for stuff, but like, I don't know if they're going about this skill too to, to I, don't, I don't know why. I don't know why, but. I punched the mic. They need practice. Why? Okay. So that's it for why those type of organs and glands being taken. Mm-hmm. Why dry, arid climates with low populations, mostly? That's where most of the big number of cattle mutilations happen, Mm -hmm. are dry, arid climates, which is, I know, redundant. They mean the same thing. I get it. Uh, And low populations. Hmm. Well, low population probably, so less witnesses would be my guess, whether whether it's an actual organic creature doing this or a cryptid creature doing this. Or an interdimensional being doing this, or the government doing this. The less witnesses, the better. But I, I, I don't know what I it is. I agree with that. Um, but maybe the dry climate. I don't know. Maybe it provides, like, 
the environment there provides like a medium for these things to live and exist in like a like a like electromagnetic field it it creates that wouldn't exist in like a or like a wet you know rainy environment or something or something weird like that so i have listed low electromagnetic in air interference oh basically we talked about it with fey folk and stuff cities yeah maybe pushing out the paranormal yeah so this would be an area with almost none to little mm. so none of the electromagnetic interference Hmm, okay. Low frequencies of storm interference. Yeah, I was going to say that. It's probably consistent weather. These areas do not get storm interference very often, but they are prone to extremely violent and strong storm events when they happen. Mm, okay. So they're not very often. You can see them coming from a long way, but when they get there, they are often, there's no Bad. middle ground. Like a big dust storm or like... Or some... a thunder, like the, the thunderstorms we get here are pretty much pittered out. But they're from the West. Mm, okay. So they have already, you know, they are monsters when they're out there. Yeah. By the time they get here, they're pretty much pittered out. Yeah. And they're still big and bad here. Right. Yeah. Yeah. These areas are often prone to extremely strong updrafts. Hmm. And that's what I got. So what's, what's what about that? What's special? That if you are talking about an upper atmospheric creature or that these are areas that often have big push-ups of wind. So if you're trying to get back up to the upper atmosphere. Oh, it's easy. It's easy. Oh, okay. It's easier. So they could be hanging around this area because they really live up really, really high. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to go up high in other places. But here it's not. So why not live where it's easy to live? Mm. Is that the connection you're making? Possibly. You put words in my mouth, but whatever you want to say. What is that? Whatever you want to say, Jaybird. Is that why you wrote it in your notes? Maybe. Okay. Very similar all across the world is the next section. So Africa, America, both North, South, and Central, Australia, and England have very similar accounts. Okay. But the big three are North America, Africa, and Australia. Probably the most... And I'm assuming like it's nor- all, almost along the dry, arid belt of yep. the world. Yeah, I was both above s- and below the equator, though. But it's Ooh, this. Yeah. It's the same arid belt on both, both sides, sides of the equator. Yeah. Okay. So why that's why why this areas? Why is it this belt around the planet? Like I mean, it has to do with you know the the weather there. Or just it has to provide the area of existence for this whatever it is to occur. I would assume. I mean, what other reason? That's pretty much what I have, too. Okay. The next thing is gravitational anomalies. These areas are often prone to being overlaid with gravitational anomalies, specifically the Uinta Basin, Africa, and Australia. The Uinta Basin, where we talked about SW Ranch, Mm -hmm. has spots that are sized like softballs with weird gravitational anomalies. Well, it means gravitation, gravity can be heavier or lighter, as in it's not pulling as hard or it's pulling extra hard, and we don't really know why. Hmm. Hmm, that's weird. How do they measure that? There's there's very, very specialized devices to help measure it. I can't make the names of them, but NASA marked all the ones out west, and you can literally find the placards for them. Like, they're set on top of it. Like, most of them are the size of, like, a dinner plate. So what happens if you walk over it? Nothing, really. The changes we're talking about most likely won't be minute. Yeah. Oh, okay. 
They're not talking like it's going to turn you into a pancake. I mean, you, it's going to shoot you up into the space. Yeah, but if you walk over, it'll pull your pants down. No. Okay. Your penny may fall a little faster. Oh, gotcha. Okay. <laughs> Slightly. Right. Yeah. Okay. Or it may fall a little slower. Hmm. Slightly. Still interesting. Very interesting. Well, I, I bet there's something underground there, like causing all that. Sure. Electromagnetic waves or whatnot being produced by an underground city of lizard people. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm way conspiratorial on that, but I bet there's something underground there causing all this. There's definitely something weird happening. Speaking of the next section, quartz and magnetite. Heidi, thank you for the magnetite. Heidi does a podcast. I'll link it below. Ooh, okay. But it's Mysterious Wilderness. I'm pretty sure is the name. I'm bad with names sometimes. Well, yeah, it's but okay. But if it's not Mysterious Wilderness, the link will be below. Thank okay. you, Heidi. Okay. But she she put me on. I've always had the quartz idea. You, don't, you listen to the show for yep. a long time. You guys know. But the magnetite one often overlays with quartz deposits. Hmm. And it's another very weird mineral. Magnetite, yeah. Because mm-hmm. it's, well, naturally magnetic, right? Mm-hmm. Super. Yeah. So most of these areas are high in one, if not both of these minerals. So what happens deposits. If you, yeah, what happens if you mix quartz and like magnets? Like Heidi will be on a future show to help explain more of these ideas. So like, you ever heard of piezoelectric, uh, piezoelectricity? You know what that is? Mm-mm. It's when you take quartz and you squeeze it and oh, it yeah, creates electrical charge. Yeah, That's I how do. watches I know and stuff. Called, but yeah. yeah, piezoelectric And it's also energy. great for data storage. Mm. And... Magnifying radiation. Mm, interesting. Don't know what you're talking about. That's no, not interesting at all. No, well, it's it's. So yeah, Heidi's gonna come on the show at a later date, and kind of, she has a really cool idea of dealing with magnetite. I want her to explain it. It's her idea. Okay. Uh, but listen to her podcast. She'll get a whole show episode about it. Sweet. Okay. But yeah, I just wanted to bring that up because she brought it up to me. Well, good. I want to learn more about this. I do too. Awesome. Why do you scavengers? not eat the cows so most of these effects only relate to visible scavengers stuff like bacteria and stuff still do their job Mm -hmm. but bugs and bigger don't seem to mess with the carcasses for up to a year oh geez okay that's weird for a year Mm -hmm. okay that's out of the ordinary very few of the carcasses show residual radiation i was just gonna ask that so some do it has been documented. Mm-hmm. Most do not. Oh, most don't. Okay, I was gonna say it is the radiation, but that's what a lot of people jump to, especially ufologists. But the evidence shows that most of these carcasses do not have radi- like residual radiation hmm. to any any significant level. Well, and I think it's it could be like dark forces at play here, and spiritually marked. Possibly, yes. And when you get mutilated like that, it's that's left behind there. It's still inhabiting the what's left of the carcass. And that's just like a natural like magnet, you know, the opposite end of the magnet pushing things away. It's like can't attract any of that stuff. Bugs don't even want to go near it. You know what I mean? Until that until that aura around it goes away. I'm glad you said that because I did not get that at all. That's a good that's a really good idea. I just don't have that in my notes. So I'm mm-hmm. glad you said that. I see this brain. His brain works in mysterious ways. Maybe it's the truth entering the brain. I just unlocked the mystery. I had. So it's almost like it's marked by some unknown pheromone. Ooh, okay. That's repelling all big macro life. So macro means visible. Yeah, that's like left behind from whatever did this. And that could be aliens. That could be 
government. That could be people. That could be a creature. Organic UFOs. That could be cryptids. Yeah. That could be all of them. It's just some alpha pheromone that's like, okay, that's not our food. Mm-hmm. Avoid it or die. Yeah. And it might just be left behind from its, and just it might, might be on purpose. Yeah. yeah just be in there. Mm-hmm. And its presence. Another thing could be an unknown chemical or spore that's previously been undetected. That's mm. avoiding this stuff. Interesting. Where some biological animals and stuff can sense it, like, okay, that's dangerous poison. to be around. Yeah, or toxic. Mm-hmm. Wait, yeah, poison. Poisonous. Toxic poison, yeah. Yes. Toxic. No, in this case, around. if you eat it, the bugs were to or eat it. Or being around it. That would be toxic. Yeah, okay, yeah. you're right. All no, right. Way, it's fine. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> so, what do you think about that? Uh,. I think we covered it pretty well, but I think it's all just so, it's just so much more in the puzzle. This is a big puzzle and oh, a gosh. lot of pieces. It's like putting together a 10,000 jigsaw puzzle, piece of jigsaw puzzle. So, for the finale, and we still probably have an hour of this. Oh, goodness. Who is doing this? And for what reasons, Jay? Well, we know it's not, what did we say earlier, uh, Gary or... Dave or... Let's go into that first. The people? Let's say it is Gary or Dave. Let's talk about the cult activity. Okay, cult activity. So some of these are done sloppy compared to others. Often seen with laser burns or cauterizing laser burns. Okay. These do not seem to fit the the other narrative. These seem to be the odd man out of the hmm. wider catamulations. Often these are involving one or two animals over a whole night's period. Okay. Lights are often not seen. Like, these aren't the big showy-off ones. Yeah. But they are targeting the same areas as the others. Okay. So these are the ones that most researchers attribute to cult or satanic activities. Okay. So how often does that happen? So I have an article from Nick Redfern from Mysterious Universe we're going to go into. Okay. A lot of articles. And it's from June 2020. What, it, what And, well, before you get to it, what if it's not cult activity, even though it's different? What if it's just, if it's a living thing, something young and learning and That could be, and these sloppy. seem to be, like, there's blood left. There's, like, you can tell that it's not as, I don't think, I think these are people doing this, this specific set. Okay. They are very, they don't fit the normal criteria. Right. When we're talking about the other ones with translucent layers of skin being intact. Yeah, that's crazy. See, that's a skilled... That's not these guys. Skilled profession there. That's not surgeons. That's beyond. Yeah. Yeah. So, this Nick Redfern's article, which reads a lot of his articles from Mysterious Universe, uh, Catamulations and the Sons of Satan. That sounds awful. Mm -hmm. Well, this article. (laughs) I'm going to have you read the article. Okay. I like reading... Mm -hmm. It is so fun. It starts under the cattle mutilations in the son of Satan. Okay. It's three pages. I got this. Since at least 1967, reports have surfaced throughout the United States of animals, but chiefly cattle, slaughtered and disturbing and bizarre ways. Organs are taken and insignificant amounts of blood are found to be missing. In some cases, the limbs of the poor cattle are broken suggesting they have been dropped to the ground from a significant height. Evidence of extreme heat to slice into the skin of the animals has been found at mutilation sites. Eyes are removed 
tongues are sliced off, and typically the sexual organs are gone. While the answers to the puzzle remain frustratingly outside of the public arena, theories abound. They include extraterrestrials engaged in nightmarish experimentation of the genetic kind, military programs involving the testing of new biowarfare weapons, and government agencies secretly monitoring the food chain, fearful that something worse than mad cow disease may have infected the U.S. cattle herd, and possibly as a result the human population too. Then there's the matter of Sons of Satan, a secret cult that engaged in the sacrifice of cattle to their lord master, the devil himself. <laughs> I added that laugh in there. <laughs> <laughs> it just seems like he wanted that there, how he read it, wrote it, read it. Gosh. The story dates back to 1974 in an inmate of the federal penitentiary in Leavenworth, Kansas. The year had barely begun when one of the prisoners in Leavenworth, a man named Kenneth Bankston, penned a letter to a well-known UFO investigator, Jerome Clark. Bankston's reasoning for con contacting Clark was simple enough. One year earlier in 1973, uh, Clark wrote an article on the cattle mutilation puzzle for Fate magazine. So Bankston was looking for someone with whom he could share his story, a story focused on the aforementioned Sons of Satan. Given that the cattle mutilation hysteria was at its height in the mid-1970s, it's not at all surprising that others besides Clark were also writing about the grisly mystery. One of them was Kevin D. Randall, a noted UFO authority, Randall's article, The Killer Cult Terrorizing Mid-America, appeared in Saga just shortly after Clark's was published. Both men discussed the cult angle, which was gaining more and more interest. Among those who was interested in the catamulation problem, but who was not overly convinced that it had a connection to the UFO issue, was Dr. J. Allen Hynek. Hynek. Hynek? I get to pick on you for one. What I, what I say? Hynek. Hynek. Heineck. Heineck. <laughs> that was close enough. I'm in the ballpark. <laughs> uh, uh, wait, he was a doctor uh, of the Center of the for UFO Studies. I never get the ballpark pass. No, you don't, because you're never in the ballpark. <laughs> <laughs> Heineck, is that right? Heineck, at that time, was liaising with an agent. Huh? Nothing. Keep uh, uh, oh, I thought I heard something. No. Nope. Oh, okay. <laughs> Heineck at the time was liaising with an agent of the Federal Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms, Donald E. Flickinger, who had a personal interest in UFOs. Flickinger, when approached by Heineck, agreed to undertake the invest an investigation into the cattle mutilation controversy. While Flickinger did not find any evidence suggestive of a UFO connection to the cattle killings, he did note that a certain pattern existed. When it came to the nature of the attacks, the removal of organs, and the significant blood loss. When Jerome Clark heard of Flickinger's studies, he provided the BATF agent with copies of Kenneth Bankston's correspondence. Bankston's story was an eye-opening as it was controversial. The Sons of Satan was a powerful, very well-hidden group that had seemingly endless funding and manpower and was led by a mysterious character only referred to as Howard. That is a very suspicious name. The duck. Oh, I wish. They would be a much better. He would not lead the sons of Satan. He would fight them with quack foo. The secret group was determined to provoke hell on earth. And the satirical rites were a way to ensure that Satan would aid in the group's effort to create hellish mayhem. 
U.S. authorities did not dismiss Bankston's story. In fact, the exact opposite was in, was in order of the, day, of the day. Flickinger wasted no time in calling the Minneapolis U.S. Attorney's Office. When the facts were outlined, the office agreed that the investigation should proceed, and proceed quickly. As a result, Bankston and another inmate, a man named Dan Dugan, who asserted he was a member of the Sons of Satan, were moved from Levensworth to another prison. Whereas Levensworth was a high-security facility, the situation at the new jail was far more relaxed. Of course, one could make a very good case that Bankston and Dugan made the whole thing up, primarily as a means to make it appear that they were trying to help clear up a very disturbing mystery, a mystery that the government dearly wanted clearing up. In other words, by helping the authorities, the pair hoped that as a thank you, they would be moved from the oppressive environment at Leavenworth, which is exactly what happened. It must be said, however, that this does not mean that the story of Bankston and Dugan was without merit. The story was detailed, plausible, and, as far as the police were concerned, was viewed as being far more likely than sensationalized UFO explanation. Indeed, acting on the words of the two prisoners, law enforcement officials approached numerous satanic cults in the United States. Despite such approaches, the secret order of the Sons of Satan were never found or exposed. Today, the cattle mutilation today the cattle mutilation mystery continues, and also remains steadfastly unresolved. The Sons hmm. of Satan will probably be the first cult we ever do on this ep- this show. Okay, because they dive into a lot of our paranormal stuff. Okay. Like like this. So this guy in prison basically to get out of Leavenworth to get into a like like he and he did successfully get into an easier prison. Yeah, it did happen. Uh so to me that speaks even though it doesn't say this in the article, that somebody took all of his stuff plus extras that probably didn't get released very seriously enough to get his reward. Okay. Cause why would they give him what he wanted? If it didn't pan out. Well, is that truly what he wanted? Yeah, he wanted to get... That's what it's... Yeah, that's what he wanted. He, he knew he was never getting out of prison. Right. But he just like, wanted I want to go to a better prison. Better prison, yeah. Hmm. And he did. And he did. And he it got worked. moved into a better prison. A nice, an easygoing prison with a lot more activities and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Because Leavenworth is a horrid... Awful. ...prison. Well, it's in Kansas, so yeah, it sounds awful. Because you... Yeah, go ahead and run. You'll be in wheat fields for the next 18, 18 days. Days, yeah, months. <laughs> so, to me, there's there's a lot of validity to the story that he gave because he got his reward. Yeah. Why the heck would the feds... Reward somebody. With, if it didn't get what they wanted out of it. Yeah. Interesting. I, see, I think I mentioned that in part one. Like, what if these satanic cults are using, like, Weird magic, because obviously they're not doing this by hand. I'm sorry, it's just not happening. I think a couple of them have been done by hand. Yeah, and we didn't get into them. There's a couple real messy ones, mm-hmm. the ones that really don't fit the mo that we we painted. Yes, uh, which I think were maybe smaller cults done by hand. Yeah, got a surgical laser, like a surgical laser is like ten grand. Uh, so it's a very attainable, plausible thing to yeah, get a hold a small of. Cult. Yeah, but I say, but on the whole, like every the the majority of them. If it's say if it's all satanic stuff, I and I do not think that right. Yeah, whatsoever. And there's no way they're doing some of these crazy blood loss mutilation. Hundred clean cows in one field. Yeah, no, it's not happening. At one time, unless of course they're only they're using some kind of weird dark magic. 
or summoning creatures to do this for them. Mm-hmm. Which that would be the only angle I think is plausible. As, as weird as that sounds, plausible, but no, I mean it's got to be the only way we deal in this. Yeah, so it's plausible for us. Mm-hmm. I think so. They could be just getting out the scriptures and summoning spirits and like getting the parts and stuff they need to appease these things. Mm-hmm. So, I think satanic. I think the cults. I'm going to say, let's say out of our, let's say a hundred thousand in the last thirty years, mm-hmm. that a hundred thousand cattle mutilation events. I'm going to give them five percent. Okay. Of those mutilation events. I could see that. I mean, I, I mean, I could see really whatever number. I could see whatever. It could be whatever. I could even believe a hundred in it, a percent in a way, you know. I don't think it is. Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying, I think anything's really possible because there's there's just no true, real explanation. So, ready for the next? Who could it be? Okay. The government. Government. Which could still be some sort of satanic cult. But a much more organized one. Uh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. they there might be one still cows do not have a great the cows are not a great source of adrenochrome so it's not the government <laughs> <You're> right uh, <laughs> but i mean genetic manipulation well, um any yeah, dna let me give you my little thing okay the government why would they be doing this so not to harvest anything in particular mm-hmm. it is to practice covert tactics and scare tactics, and to test out new biological warfare. The government has done this on U.S. citizens Mm -hmm. dozens of times. Mm -hmm. They have tested biological weapons on us dozens of times involving hundreds of thousands of people. So do not ever think the U.S. government would not test on its own citizens because they've been caught doing it. Um, What was the E. coli strain they sprayed out in the Pacific West? One of the big cities. Oh, really? Yeah, and through a, through a plane, and everybody, <sighs> people died because they thought it was a, they were testing the validity of this this virus mm-hmm. or this this bacterium just to see who would like pop up. They didn't mean for, they claimed they didn't mean for people to die, and then it mutated and a lot of people died. I don't believe him at all. I, I kind of believe that because I think it was in the sixties. I still don't believe it. I think they were just testing to see they wanted to see how it spread. Mm-hmm. So when they made a one that was deadly. They knew how it was going to affect the population, mm-hmm. and then it accidentally turned deadly. See, I don't think there's no accidents at all. I think in the early days there was a lot of accidents because I think they were just throwing everything at the wall. See what and sticks. See what sticks. See, I mean, even the modern times. I think they would have picked because it was a major city. I think they'd have mm-hmm. picked a little bit of a smaller thing if it was going to be deadly. See, I think that's why they picked a major city. They want. No, they they got, want loss. They got caught. Well, yeah, they got caught because of it because there's but hundreds what, of eyewitnesses, thousands of eyewitnesses yes. looking up and seeing that plane, yeah. and memorizing the tail number. They got they got caught, yes, but what happened? Nothing. Oh no, there was a lot of lawsuits. And long term, they're still developing bioweapons. We still have bio labs. They're still doing testing on human beings. And look, just what happened in the past you know couple of years. It was testing. I mean, they're literally straight up testing on us. There was no research done in between any of that stuff. It was all test subjects. Everyone's a test subject. For the sake of time, we can keep talking about this subject. I am. I have an article by Nick Redfern. It's quite large, but it is about biological warfare on U.S. soil. Mm-hmm. Once again, by Mysterious Universe's Nick, Nick Redfern. We're going to skip it for this episode, mm-hmm. just for time's sake. Uh, but it's a very good article. That it just explains what we're talking about right now. Yes. That they've done this 
dozens of times with yes. hundreds of thousands of people. Probably throughout soil. the whole history of our country. Do you know we accidentally dropped a nuke on U.S. soil? Oh, explain. We dropped a nuke. Did it blow up? No. Oh. Didn't, we didn't drop it from high enough. Nukes are operated, the old school nukes are operated by, they have to fall from a certain, a certain height mm-hmm. to get the firing mechanism to go off. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it accidentally fell out of the back of a plane in New England. Oh you imagine gosh. if you're that guy with the butterfingers <laughs> and a two-ton warhead just tumbles out the back. Oh, yeah. You're about whole like puckered right up. You're like, I just hope I die. Oh, yeah. If I don't, I'm going up to like Watanabo or something. Well, he would probably get blown up by that thing if it did go off. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. He's like, I'm, it's, he's saying he hopes he dies mm-hmm. because if not, he has to deal with the repercussions. Yeah, I would have jumped right out of the plane. <laughs> Jump out, go after it. Did you imagine the guy like in charge being like, or the guy flying the plane like, what was that? <laughs> yeah, nothing. Uh, box of pants. <laughs> yeah, just some army surplus stuff. Uh, beach ball. <laughs> A beach ball. Yeah. The planes will start shaking. You're right. It wasn't a big nuke, though. It was a pretty small one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Any nuke's a big nuke. A city leveler, not a, like, a... Country leveler. Not a country leveler. So, yeah. So, the U.S. doing this, the U.S. government doing it, they're not doing it to harvest anything. And that was my biggest thing with the hormones and the, the minerals and stuff that they're stealing. If they are the ones doing it, they don't need it. Yeah. There's... 10,000 easier and cheaper ways to go about obtaining the stuff secretly. They obtain everything secretly. I mean, black budget, you know, all that stuff. If they needed that, they'd, they have it. There's no need to do this. This is looks like, if it is the U.S. government doing it, it is either to practice scare tactics, mm-hmm. to practice biological warfare. This may be stuff that just attacks. They may be super fast-acting bacterial infections that eat these things away. Mm, and leaves no trace behind. Mm-hmm. So it's there's yeah it looks like scalp because it just it's targeting reproductive organs it's targeting the liver it's targeting the eyes. And then what would it just disappear? And once it's done, it dies off. Hmm. So it's fast acting biological agents, or it's them doing it with certain you know techniques. Yeah. Like imagine you pop into a village in the Middle East and all the cattle's eyes and anuses are missing. <laughs> yeah, something would be. Uh, Everybody leaves. Yeah. 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 That's, I would leave. That's not fighting a man. That's fighting a monster. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't want that to happen to me. I mean, so we did that in... Uh, I don't lose my eyes or my anus. We did that in Vietnam. What, with Agent Orange? No, made a monster. Uh, we made... It was the Vietnamese hopping vampires. And we had men kill Vietnamese soldiers. We had Secret Service men kill Vietnamese soldiers in a way that their legend said that these Vietnamese hopping vampires would. And they made the noises and portrayed them. So the Viet, uh, the Viet Cong would just leave an area. Oh, if they heard the noises. Because no, they, the, the night before, these two Vietnamese soldiers would be dead in a very certain way that the Vietnamese hopping vampires would do. Right, yeah. And then they'd hear the noises the next night, and they'd just leave. Leave, yeah. Because they're not fighting the Americans. No, it's it's something else. And but so it was us. It's using monsters mm-hmm. as scare tactics, local legends as scare tactics. So now, when you have this cat mutilation stuff with an enemy, you're, you know... This is terrifying. First off, you're taking out a food source. Second off, you're taking out in the scariest way possible. You're not yeah. bombing a cow, you know, a field of cows. Yeah. Which is, you know, still scary, but they know who did it. Right, exactly. Yeah. You know, now the anuses and the eyes and the livers are removed and there's no blood. That's terrifying. Uh, yeah, a little bit. 
but they do it in these high these these American these European these these populated areas these first world countries I'll say yeah yeah because they want to make sure they can do it without getting caught mm-hmm. and I mean if you're doing it in those areas without getting caught you're doing it you're doing a good job yeah dang government what do you think about that I say the government's full of potential and I mean maybe maybe am I selling you on all these so far I think. Well, the thing is, there's no real explanation. So anything that's plausible, you know, could be plausible. Like, it could be. It could be one of these. It could be all of these overlapping, doing it. I don't know. So another part of the phenomena we didn't touch on much, though, which would go against the government theory, is these cows being dropped from high distances, ending up in trees and on cliffs. Yeah. So there are cows. There's a lot of these mutilated cows that look like they were dropped 30, 40, 50, 100 feet up from the air. Just let go. Hmm. And they end up in trees. They end up back in the field. There's even a couple cow mutilation cases where they look like they've bounced. Ooh. So that's a really far drop. Mm-hmm. Ooh, jeez. So that would go against the government. Unless it's part of the scare tactic stuff. See, I think you will, you'd notice a helicopter. That's what you would need for that, to pick a cow up and just drop it from 100 feet. That I think they're going in on foot and doing this and backing out on foot because there's no sign of vehicle marks. You know, it's all about being secret. Yeah. So you wanted to be able to send a team in and do this secretly hmm. and efficiently. So the bounce really goes against this. Well, yeah, for sure. Unless it's some other aircraft that, you know, we have. It's for it to be hovering that low and be silent and not being caught and stuff like that. It just, to me, that adds an extra technical level that goes against the psyops aspect. I think anything's possible. I know, but it just it goes against it to me. It just seems sloppy when you get into that. Like, they're dropping them. Why are they dropping them? Because nobody really knows they bounced until the, the UFOologists really go into research. Right, yeah. It goes against a scare tactic. When they're in the tree, then that's like a predator thing. You know, then it's like, okay, now it's an animal again. Yeah, just tossed up there. Mm-hmm. Oh, it could oh, be the, a show of force, like a show of, I mean, straight up scare tactic. We'll just take this cow and we'll spike it into the ground. A show of force, you say? Mm-hmm. Let's jump ahead then. Let's jump. To aliens and interdimensional beings. Mm. Yes. Okay. This one also could be a very good possibility. So they could be using hormones and earthbound minerals from animals for testing or food. Mm, yeah. They could be maybe using this as a sign of power against the U.S. governments or governments around the world. Mm. Saying we can do this without being caught in your backyard. Mm, yeah. And I'm going to add another one in this. They may be demons in the modern day doing this to gain rituals or to gain, or to gain power through ritual sacrificing. Right. To get more of a foot in this mm-hmm. realm. Yeah. I, and that one I was probably leaned towards the most. So once again, I have an article for this after we're done talking. But so you have this and that could be dropping them out of ships. You know, if they're interdimensional, if they're aliens, Mm -hmm. or they're demons, they're just done with them. Mm -hmm. Push them out the hole. Yeah. Get rid of them. Right. Don't need need you anymore. Or, you know, that's, and this would explain, if they're interdimensional, why they can do it, like right behind somebody. Oh, yeah. They are, they're they're demons, or if they're actual aliens, they, you know, they could be in a, a, just a little bit off our dimensional reality, off our perception, and they're grabbing, taking what they want and going. Like, literally, a bunch of these smaller calves and stuff said they were look like they were through a mechanical butcher shop. Yeah. In seconds. Oh, yeah. 
which, yeah, I mean, nothing in our natural world that we know of can freaking do that. And that's why there's no blood on their site, is they may be taken off kilter just a little bit, off our dimensional rift, off our dimensional plane, or in a ship, and done real quick and dropped, or and put just, right back. Yep, right back where they were. And sometimes maybe, let's say, let's go the more alien route for just a second. Mm-hmm. That that's why they fall through the roof, or they get dropped from like several feet too high, uh, because they may not be experts at it. Yeah, they're just doing, and they're just trying to drop, put him back. Yeah, uh, like the cow, you're one that fell through the roof. Yeah, is he's like, uh, I'm getting caught. I got to put it back in the barn. Ah, uh, j- just let it go. Yeah, just whoop. Because they're running at us. You know, everybody has a phone camera now. Yeah, it's so crazy, so crazy. Yet none of it really gets caught on film. And demons. Literally doing modern day rituals to gain more power, gain more footing in this plane. I, I'm always for that aliens or extraterrestrial things that we see are either demonic or interdimensional. Yeah. I don't think any spacefaring race has got here yet. Yeah. If they are interdimensional, the hormones of our planet would be an amazing thing to study because they're completely unique. I don't care if biological life is like a virus to the universe mm-hmm. and water bears are the ones spreading it. Mm-hmm. Each plant will develop its own hormones separately. Oh, for sure. And they're cr- incredibly complex compounds. And based on their environment too, you know? Yeah. So it could be, it could be, that could be a really interesting thing. That's where they're targeting the glands and the most mineral rich organs. Right. Yeah. Hmm. What do you think? I think it is. I think it truly is like some sort of demonic thing so i'm gonna give you a little article real quick it's a quick one so it's ufo chases cow on farm in chile do cows let each other know about cattle mutilations and abductions it sure looks like it in the way this video from chile showing the ufo checking out a farm when a cow suddenly rushes by heading for the barn can animals sense the ufos like they can sense earthquakes this video is report now. I'll put the video on when this episode comes out. I'll put it on Facebook, and I'll put it. I'll try to remember to put it in the description. This video is reported to have come from a surveillance camera on a building in La Mancha, in the Marga Magra province, and the and the region in the middle of Chile. It's taken August fourth uh, in the afternoon. The camera does not appear to be fixed since it seems to be following the path of the cat or the path of the UFO over the varying uh, geography. The camera either has the ability to track unusual objects or is under control of a human, like a, like a joystick-controlled security camera. Okay. Someone later added captions to the video, noting that the running cow and the birds observe, are observing the UFO. So all the animals in this video are reacting to, to some, the craft. Yes. It's at 13 minutes. It's a very long video, and it's unusually long for a UFO video. So it's like 15 minutes long. Yeah, that you don't see that ever. Chile is well known for UFO sightings, especially around its mm-hmm. active volcanoes and a fleet of UFOs seen erupting from the Carupa volcano in mm-hmm. April 2015. UFOs have been spotted frequently over Chile in numerous, cop- in its numerous copper mines, perhaps looking for fuel or materials for repair. Uh, this UFO is just, it's basically, this cow is kind of looking at it and once it realizes what it is, it takes off for the barn. Oh, okay. So that's what they're saying. Does the cow know what's up? Like, it's a bad deal. Yeah, almost like we talked about in the first episode of being like a fight-or-flight kind of reaction. Yeah. Like, you just know, like... I'm not winning this. Oh, really? I don't think we talked about it in the first one. Um, I think we talked about yeah, that when we were yeah, off the air and we were watching the documentary. But, like, you know, you just see 
whatever this is in the sky and your lizard brain is telling you like you need to go home you need to get out of here this is a major predator and you this are food deal. you are food You're not winning this run if you like your family run now and cows will often stand their ground uh cows are very aware of how large they are mm, okay especially bulls right all mm-hmm. oh, bulls are a whole different thing yeah so could these ufos be aliens interdimensional beings are demons Mm. could they be collecting these things for further research for consumption or for demonic rituals that's what i I think it's demonic rituals or or just a way for them to uh become more flesh and blood on this plane so they're coming from a lower dimension they want to be on this one they need that organic flesh and blood pieces and parts to become flesh and blood pieces and parts i guess to be here to have a presence here like physically not just energetically if that makes sense i don't know i get yeah I, all right i'm not arguing that fact I, that's i'm leaning I'm towards trying that not to give my opinions to the end okay that's what i feel i know it's, it's yeah it's great i just it's i have a lot more still oh yeah keep going i have options okay keep going i have a lot of options <laughs> We're going to talk about a very weird anomaly on Earth. Gravity wells in small freak storm events. Okay. So could these be the cause of these mysterious deaths being thrown up into trees on cliff faces, having soft tissue viciously removed while others are not? So a gravity well you can think of as a random Earth anomaly that has not been proven, so it's just as likely as ball lightning. You're right. We have seen what we believe is the aftermath of such events. Uh, but so gravity wells have two kind of meetings. Uh, the one, the big one is like a black hole. You know, when you think about it in space. Yeah. A gravity well. So basically, as in, if you haven't seen the trampoline explanation of gravity, please look it up a video of it. Because it, it does a pretty good job of putting it into layman's terms. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the bowling ball in the middle of the trampoline is the sun. And that's why stuff likes to rotate around the sun. Each ball on the trampoline, let's say you put a whole bunch of cue balls on there, they still bowl the trampoline out under them, but not as much as that star. Right. That's the main one. And let's say it's it's dipping a, a half a foot. Mm-hmm. A small black hole would be dipping like 35 feet. Down. Right. Well, straight down and, and small, so very small like uh, even, diameter. Yeah. And that's why light and stuff can't, can't es- escape. Yes. So a gravity well on Earth can do that on a very, very, very small scale. Or it could be the exact opposite, almost like a jump pad from a video game. Yeah, like Fortnite. Where you accidentally step on something as small as a tennis ball and shoot dramatically upwards towards the sky and have a violent death following. Oh Yeah, you think? <laughs> of course it would be violent. And this is what can cause localized small destruction. Mm. Okay. Okay. Now, the other one is freak storm events. So we've talked about tornadoes several times yeah, in these two episodes. Like dust devils and stuff. And we've seen, there's actually a video, a really good, not good, a really good video to demonstrate this phenomena of a small tornado, a guy videotaping a small tornado. He is maybe 200 yards from it, and it has three cows inside of it. Oh, gosh. And he's not very far from it, but yeah. this tornado is very localized. Yeah. And we here in Northwest Ohio know very well about localized tornadoes. Oh, yeah. Where we had a house near us get... To decimate it, but both houses on each side of it were fine. Fine. Not even, like, really damaged at all. Mm-mm. That's you nuts. Couldn't tell. couldn't tell. A tornado was right. ripped through a house right beside it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So could this be an example of why these cows are ending up in mysterious places and have weird destruction? Mm, plausible. You can't rule it out. Mm-hmm. Gravity wells is a weird one. It's it's right up there with ball lightning. Yeah. And that's another thing is weird elect- electric discharges mm-hmm. blowing out these things. Mm, okay. Like, like electromagnetic, it just weird anomalies. Right. And why cows? Because they're everywhere. Yeah, why not? If everything's gonna, if anything's gonna affect one random animal on this planet, it's probably gonna be, be cows. Cow. Yeah. It's not us. It's probably gonna be a cow. Yeah. Uh, so the next one I have are cryptids. Oh, okay. Chupacabras, dogman, and skinwalkers are often on the foot of this blame. Okay. So chupacabras are known for draining the blood of smaller animals such as chickens and rabbits, but who's to say? That's the adult. Hmm. But they're not known for like ripping in the, like, like I said, surgically precision stuff. Who's right? to say that that's not the next evolutionary stage or the next stage in the life cycle of the chupacabra? Me, I say it. No, I'm just kidding. Like we said, SW Ranch <laughs> yeah. has seen giant dog-like creatures. True. Viciously attacking cattle, specifically yes. the face. But like we said earlier. There's if a, like a cattle attack, or like from a dog or something. There's always a sign but of. Let's say they aren't canid, just canid-like, like our friend the trilocene. Okay. Very canid-like, but nothing in the way it attacks and eats. Mm, okay. Just you know, physically, physically, yeah, looks like a dog, but not. Let's say it's a cousin. Okay. What if the adults are only targeting the most nutritious organs? They have a very very unique jaw set. That allows them to not, you know, rip apart the messy animal. It just cuts like, mm-hmm. but the blood loss. And chupacabras, famous for blood loss. Yeah, I just don't. I don't know. This one just doesn't feel right for me. Dogmen. Say okay. Very. These beings are often viewed as being partially demonic. Yes. Or otherworldly. Maybe they are doing this for their own gain. Blood is often associated with all demonic rituals from many mm-hmm. cultures across the planes or this across this planet. So it could be like the cult angle with the dogmen. With you the dogmen doing it. Yeah. I could see Let's I could, take I, it one more step. Okay. The skinwalkers doing this for their own rituals. Yeah. They are going out and collecting these parts, these the blood in their in their supernatural form mm-hmm. to further more rituals to gain more power as we know skinwalkers basically are walking death machines yeah they're pretty scary <laughs> so i could i could if any of those three whatever the skinwalker is that would be about the one i buy the most or that could you know i could get behind chupacabra with like an adult one i just don't i don't know don't feel right to me I, I agree with the chupacabra thing. It just it got put out there a lot, so I had to add it. Yeah, I'm, which is probably because of the blood loss, but it, it just seems so different than, just so different than a normal chupacabra account, you know, with, with in regards to blood loss. Just because everything is gone. There's these cuts, burns, weird, just weird stuff that doesn't isn't associated. The only common thread is the blood loss. So I don't think I forgot any. I think that's it for all that possibly could be. Oh wait. Oh. Living UFOs. Bum bum bum. Atmospheric monstrosities that are attacking these animals in a way that we cannot physically understand because their biology is so vastly different. different. Yeah. 
Now, this one I'll get behind, too. So they are eating only the highly nutritious parts to not bring or not to gain too much weight mm. more than or basically not gain more weight than necessary. Right. Or else I wouldn't be able to fly that well or get up there. They may be like mosquitoes where they may need certain nutrients in, in hemoglobin to reproduce. Mm. So they're only coming down and feeding on these animals as a part of the reproductive cycle. Okay. Zinc is often used for sunscreen and other minerals may be low in abundance in the upper atmosphere. Mm-hmm. So if you're up in the upper atmosphere, you have less atmosphere protecting you from solar radiation. Exactly, so you yeah. you need stronger minerals in your skin to help repel the solar radiation. I can see that. They, and like an open ocean, some minerals may be lacking. So they come down occasionally to gain rich, basically to gain food items that are rich in those certain minerals. Right, they're being very uh, efficient with their food intake when they are done feeding they just drop them (laughs) and that could explain a lot so basically i say this one for last because everybody knows this is like my thing yeah uh living ufos all both the jellyfish type the fungal type you know what we're going to talk about maybe in another episode with living ufos the cyanophore type Mm -hmm. that these could be just these are their feeding events yeah why cows because they're everywhere like we said abundant they don't have to be intelligent they're easy to grab and you got the updraft area yep so why aren't people seeing them we're talking about jellyfish like creatures sometimes right uh, some of these so they may be seeing them they're just too translucent to really Mm -hmm. see the orbs of light are the bioluminescent patches on them right so you're just seeing a piece of the thing why didn't the sherman see it when they were you know when the calf was being dramatically ripped apart right nothing because it was probably they it was probably see-through just enough to not be noticeable right exactly almost like the fuzz of a mirage yeah okay and the the sw ranch has tons of what they call predator or cloaking like objects flying around so maybe they're just seeing low density animals yeah and not like cloaking device technology many invertebrates also incorporate metal actual metal into their biology like we talked about the ironclad snail which eats iron and other metal rich uh, minerals and pushes them out through their skin to make armor hmm, that's freaking so what awesome. if you had blades you know for dissection for quick yeah. removal of food because they measure or the those people you know collected samples and they got metal in them so yeah what if it's a creature that literally has a, like scalpels on its end of its arms but it's natural That'd be nuts. That'd be scary. They could even have uh, acids and organic compounds to help make the process go quicker, to break apart lignin and other chemicals that are holding our bodies together so they're for easier dissection. Mm-hmm. Why don't they take the bones, the heads? It's because they just they don't want to take on the extra weight. Yeah. It's not nutritious. As, you know, It takes more processing to get it. To yeah. get, you get food out of it. You have to be down here longer. Why? Do they only take the ears with the ear tags? I was a part, well, not me personally. I know a guy that was a part of a walleye survey where they put these yellow indicators on the side of the walleye. And they had uh, all their walleye with the tags, the electromagnetic tags. Basically, they had the transmitter. They could see where all the walleye were. Yeah. And all the walleye with the tags were sitting in the exact same spot in the entire lake. So they go out and shock it up. And all their tags were in a couple musky. Oh, basically, the tags allowed these creatures to single out one out of the out of the pack. It was the, easy. The, the school out of the herd. Yeah, it made it obvious. So we may be putting on these giant, these giant bullseyes 
on these new calves and cows. Mm, but they're ear tags. A lot, yeah. Well, yeah, they're glowing yellow. Yeah. They're, they're, they're stark against the cow. They're very obvious. It may be a sign of weakness, as in the predator, the aerial predator, is looking at that animal as being slightly injured. Mm, okay. So there's something different. There's something new. Specifically, uh, it, and it could just be, you know, it can see the color better. Right, yeah. It's just like, well, I'm going to that one. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, the living UFO angle is... See, now what if these living UFOs, too, were summoned by occult people and weird don't, stuff don't like that? Don't bring my babies into the occult stuff. They're not. They just live up there. They're open ocean atmospheric animals. Well, okay, let me pose this question for you then. Or creatures, not animals. Do you believe cults could, like, summon dogmen here, terrestrial beings? Yes. So why not say they could summon beings also in the sky because it's rude <laughs> okay fair enough okay you win <laughs> ah, no I, I think that could be a possibility no, yeah, too no, not, like I, I i'm gonna always lean that they are earthbound creatures yeah they've just been here for a long time well i think i think that too but i also think it's a possibility that an earthbound type entity could be summoned in the sky that could do like weird stuff like this, especially with this stuff that it's doing. You know, I mean, why not have? Sure, you can have a dog man, but so many people are going to be able to see that or witness it. But if you really want to be a little more secretive, a giant <sighs> jellyfish or a flying fungus. Yeah, why not? Now look that up in the scriptures. So, once again, why aren't the carcasses being messed with? If they're jellyfish-like creatures, they may leave toxins behind mm, that are yeah. very detrimental, but hard. To prove. It's hard, hard to... to te- you literally, for jellyfish toxin, you have to test for each toxin. Mm, okay. It, you don't just see it pop up. And what about fungus? Like The spores. Spores could be toxic. And both have pheromones, or Ooh. they're equivalents of pheromones. Yeah. So they both can be marking as apex predators that this is a kill that no other lowly <sighs> scavengers should mess with. Right, yeah. This is mine. Well, man. And it may not be doing it on purpose. No, it's just, it's just a byproduct. Yeah. That they know, that the creatures of the Southwest know that, hey, when you smell this, everything dies. <laughs> yeah, stay away. Yeah. Huh. See, it's almost like it could overlap all of these things. So, specifically with the Uinta Basin, do not ruin my punchline. Do not say that thing again. With the Uinta Basin, it specifically, it seems that the or and all around the world, the wildlife seems to react to the UFOs before they're caught on camera, before they're seen by the naked eye. Yeah. It's like they can sense, smell, or feel them coming. Yeah. What well, what was the part I was going to ruin? So, what is right? Who hmm. could be correct? What is the option? I think it's all of these. I think so too. That was my punchline you took. Oh. Me. I oh, literally have it written down like it's my my finale. Oh, okay. You took, oh, my, she... you took my wind out of my sails. Well, no, you I, I I reinforced it. But yes, I think Every one of the options we just went over, some way, shape, or form, is true. Yeah. It's happening. The phenomena is too fast with too many variables for it to be one thing. And it, Right. And maybe that's why they can't figure There's no real true answer to this because you can't pin it you're, down to one thing. And I think it's the opposite problem for most other paranormal fields. Is yeah. You're looking too narrow-minded. I think specifically with cattle mutilations, you are looking too wide scope. You're not looking at each individual case. Oh, I gotcha. Okay. You're putting it all as they're all related. Yeah. It's the exact opposite problem that every other paranormal field has. Yeah. But I think it's dozens of things or dozens. I think all of these options have some way, shape, or form have happened are accurate. 
And the only thing we know for sure is it's happening, and it's still happening, and it has happened. So, so there's no signs of it stopping. Let's say, and then there's also the natural cause stuff. I think a lot of them can be contributed to natural cause. What do you mean? So there's cattle, there's cattle stress syndrome, where cows can die within an hour of being too stressed. Yeah, but how's that explained? So cutting not, up and so the organ removal is now on every one of these cases. Okay, like the fifty-eight dead cattle. True in North Dakota. The fifty-eight dead pregnant cows. Yeah, there was no cuts on the body. There was aborted cows and stuff like that. Only the cows that survived the event. But there's there's like stress cow syndrome, and like I said, pneumonia is always present. Or ammonia. Pneumonia. Oh, pneumonia. The disease. Oh, okay. Is always present in cows' lungs. Hmm. The second they get super stressed, it takes hold and destroys their lungs within hours. That's nuts. That's crazy. Cows can just drop dead like that. Yeah. From pneumonia. Yeah. So, it, are some of these events just them being freaked out by a flock of birds? I mean, you gotta think of it. <laughs> yeah, I you know, mean, anything's uh, possible. I mean, seriously, like a new, like a, a migrating flock of starlings that can block out the sky, it can really freak out cows. Yeah. But now let's say it's a giant flock. And it doesn't stop for 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. That's just that's just cows Creepy. panicking. Yeah. And then they die four hours later. Which could explain some. And I'm saying all these are options. Right. I yeah. think every one of these, I don't think there's there's not one, there's not two, there's not three answers for cattle mutilations yeah. across the planet. Right. And I think there's so many different accounts that it's, you know, so many of them are so different, you know, the, the way it's happening. It could be any of these things. All some of them could, could be, be different. Bigfoot. Yeah, it could be, yeah. Could be snap its neck, just done with it. Even though a Bigfoot's been seen milking a cow on several occasions. Really? See, they're smart. They're us. Sometimes. Close. Sometimes. Close. Sometimes, yeah. So I think it's everything. Mm-hmm. The, the cattle mutilation phenomena. The more research I did for this episodes, the more it's like, no, it's this, no, it's this, no, it's this. And then at the end, when I was done, I was like, it's all of this. It's all of them. Every yeah. one of them has, I could be like, personally, I could be like, that seems like an organic UFO. Like your one that got dropped through the barn? Yeah. I think was an organic guy. Yeah. I think he got caught stealing the cow. It was like crap. Yeah. Drop it. Mm. Hmm. Yeah. Government, I think, kills a lot of them. I think, you know, all of it. Cults. Even though no person has ever been arrested in a cattle mutilation right. case. Right. I do think some of these bigger, higher-end cults. You only hear about the failures. True. And there hasn't been any failures, have there? No, for, no. I'm saying for cults. Like, we only know about the cults that ended the mass suicide because the government's oh, about to catch them. gotcha. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah, the secret cults like the that practice in secret that haven't been... You don't know anything about? Yeah. They're doing alive and well. Or they wouldn't be... They, would, they wouldn't be around. So, any final remarks... On cattle mutilations. I think we covered this pretty thoroughly. And I th- still think there's more stones to be unturned. Oh, no, there's a lot. There's definitely be part three, probably part four. Yeah. I mean, we do another four episodes and just reading cases. Right, yeah. Yeah, so if you guys like this one, please comment. Let us know what you think about this one. And tell us what you think of the new art that's associated with this phenomena. Yeah, it's fun. It's cool. Thank Specifically, you. it's the last topic we covered. Thank you, Pear. Thank you, Pear. All right, I have been... The great and fungal Mr. E. Ooh, and I've been non-GMOJ. And together, we are Crypto Corn Podcast. 
Thank you for listening. And please like, share, follow. Leave us a five-star review. It helps us get bumped so more people join. Thank you. You've been listening to Cryptids of the Corn. Be sure to join us in the next episode where we tantalize your intellect and expand the horizons of your mind. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. That helps others find the show, and we really appreciate it. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll catch you in the next episode. Until then, stay magical.